It's time now for the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. To phone in, call 237-3767, 1-888-458-6926, or you can text short code to 35270. I'm through standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win. And again, Ian up top, off the Gobert screen to the left side. One-on-one against Jeff Green here between the legs, setting him up for the pull-up three. It's online, and he buries it. Anthony Edwards able to knock it in. Timberwolves by 13. In the front court, left angle, stops there. And he's setting up the pull-up three again and drains it. He's in the zone here in the third quarter. Gonna join the mile club at 37,000 feet. Bird moving to the middle. Bird shoots and scores! Cameron Bird moving from right to left, then just snapped it by the goaltender, Braveris. And Bird picks up his 15th goal of the season. It's two to nothing. It's not an individual milestone, I'll tell you that. It's the players in this locker room, the, the ones that came before them, and in the tremendous coaching staff that we have here. Uh, it's a group effort. But to me, I told the boys, I said, I'd gladly trade these 200 win, uh, wins uh, in for a uh, uh, national championship in a Penrose. Wide left, need the rebound, and Pemberton has it, and from her knees, outlets to Barabich. And here comes North Dakota, trailing his Kira. Something's going to happen, Paul. One, two, step shot, gone! Holy cow! That's our energizer of the game. The kid from British Columbia has pulled UND within two. Abby Graham looks right. Caught by Evans. Evans on a drive. Evans shot baseline. Go to the foul. And there's Al Evans. It's just when you see great players be great. Two free throws missed. And DSU beats the pressure. The final seconds will tick away. Jory Collins calls a timeout. That's, not, that's kind of a bush. With all due respect, a little bit bush league. That's uh, sometimes a little bit of that character is revealed in that. Uh, I haven't seen that. I have not seen that. And it's still loose, gathered up by Kalulovic. Final 10 seconds. Here comes Ian Nacho. Ian Nacho will work down the lane to Kalulovic, right side. Laying up with the right hand. Oh, Short hop and pulls up off the dribble. Three balls, good again. 20 in the corner for Anthony Edwards. 73-54, the Wolves lead by 19. He's been unstoppable here in the frame. I don't get him wrong. Well, we all just want to be big rock stars and live in hilltop houses driving 15 cars. It hasn't really sunk in yet. It really hasn't. I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible honor. Uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be an amazing experience. And like these guys here, I'm sure those guys won't listen to what I have to say either. So <laughs> it'll be just like any other game. Every good gold digger's going to wind up there. Every playboy bunny with a bleach it is a Monday edition of the Jack Michael Show from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. To get involved on KNFL, the fan, there's a couple ways you can do that via our text club at 35270-35270 or our uh, phone numbers, 237-3767, uh, 237 or 888-458-6926. Mondays are always full. Lots to unpack after a busy weekend in sport, and we certainly had that, not the very least of being yesterday's dominance by the Wolves over Houston and Anthony Edwards' third quarter. Derek, we're seeing explosions. Ant, you you stopped short a while ago comparing him because it's not fair to compare. No. Uh, but I was saying, no, go, Derek, I'm with you. Because some of the things he does, 
do look like 23 at times. Reminds you of somebody, Gotta yes. remind you of 23 a little bit. I'm not saying he is. Not just, saying he will be. Just remind you a little bit yeah, of 23. Just some of the things that happened on the court. And he was good yesterday. Yeah. He was solid. Uh, he had two-hand throw down, and the Wolves got that win. And as you heard with that win, puts uh, uh, Finchie there, Chris, and, and his staff, and the PR people, and everybody that is Wolves, are the Western Conference, you know, that's the coaching staff now that they'll have for the NBA All-Star game, which, by the way, you know, in 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 name, yeah, he'll be standing on the bench, and they'll be, you know, they'll they'll substitute guys. In, but and not a lot of X's and O's going on in that NBA All Star no. game. It really is about the recognition in that uh, particular game. So so uh, that that's a nice win. And the Wolves coming after the Orlando loss, they kind of needed that bounce back uh, to get that. Now they now they got five away or five. So are they games doing Western Conference versus Eastern again, or they're not I, doing, doing Team like LeBron? LeBron versus? Yeah, that's what they were uh, doing every, for a while. right? I think it's Western Eastern, but huh. you know we'll we'll see. I know what you're saying. It was Team LeBron and Kawhi one year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the eight. What is that? February 18th, I think the NBA mm. All Star Game. Of all the All Star Games, we just got done with one of the. Which ones do you pay attention to? If that's the question, which ones do you pay attention to? I were just coming off the Pro Bowl. Caught some of the flag football game. I didn't. I How a, was it? I caught three plays. Oh. So it was yeah, pretty good. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty good. Well, the NHL is this weekend. Don't you think? I brought this up with Doug Lear on the uh, our sister station's morning show. Don't you think that this would be a weekend where instead of doing it on New Year's Day, the NHL, instead of having their all-star game this weekend, should showcase their outdoor games? That would be a, a treat. I think that would be a little bit better. Because I think people enjoy that more than they do the actual All Star game. I would get. I understand it. what the NHL is trying to do, trying to showcase this weekend where there's no meaningful football on. Yeah, but this is a weekend of the abyss. Where I don't understand why the United Football League doesn't, you know, get things going this yeah. weekend. We're going to get to that in a second today. Yeah. Today too, the and UFL. I just, how about the Daytona 500 should start yesterday, don't you think? I. <laughs> there's a lot of things that have yeah. been pushed. Back and uh, could be fillers for or grab is your point you're making. Grab the national spotlight right. when you have the window to do. There's so. a hole to do that this past weekend. Yeah, I think there certainly was. I did yeah. like the fact that the NHL started when they went to you know skills competition and things like that. That uh, to me, I do remember you know Larry Bird finger near. I think he beat Dell Ellis on a on a three point oh, yeah. contest. You know, I remember that with his still his Celtics jersey on. You know, his coat is over. You know, it's not well. The coat, Saturday but, night was a thing. My buddies and I would get together to watch the dunk contest and three point contest. And yeah, that was a big. That was deal. a huge thing. Yeah. You know, when Spud Webb was going up and oh, and, sure. and and uh, you know, like Ralph Sampson would dunk and like, well, okay, he's long and he's six feet, whatever. Seven, seven feet tall, yeah. and then then Michael did his thing, and then Vince Carter was just an. You're like, that's not a human being. Yeah, Dominique wasn't bad at Dominique, it. Dominique, you're like, that's that's not real. That's just who can do that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but it but it was not. But that was the weekend, and uh, obviously this weekend, uh, Brad Berry uh, kind of slipped innocently into 200th win. You know, a milestone for the fellas that that forced overtime Friday. You know, the the hockey team forced overtime Friday, and then. Found a way and won, and then came back and got the four-one win on Saturday. It was Brad's two hundred. Now they got a weekend off, but congratulations to Brad Berry. UND NDSU. Uh, the Betty couldn't have been a better environment, Derek. It was really uh, kudos to the fans. Well, that's how it should be. Kudos yeah. to the fans. It was a it was terrific for a Saturday afternoon. You had a football team on one. Obviously, both schools one attends well, and the other travels fairly well. So that was, was, was there some forest green and gold? In there the, was a lot of that. That's it was, great. That's it how it's fa- supposed oh, to be. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the, the ladies' game and then the men's game. The men's game was just off the charts. I mean, grind. And if, by the way, what's the old thing? The the news of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Well, Dave Richmond's club beats out the Dakota State of the Road and had that one for a while. They were playing with a lead for a chunk of the game on Saturday on the road in a hostile environment, and uh, UND found a way to grind it out, get some stops, make some plays, get a shot, win it by two. But, you know, Dave's club is just fine. Uh, Paul Sather's club is just finding ways to win every time out, and it's a gutsy time. And that was a 60-58 to game, and it was worth every penny. It was just a good, classic battle of two different maybe styles that were going at each other. It was really good. The ladies game, we'll get to too. North Dakota State, I mentioned, how many times have I talked about Al Evans on this show, Derek? All season long. That kid is a player. 
6'3", can handle the ball, can shoot it. Went up to her before the game, and I said, if I was going to start a, a basketball team, I'd probably choose you first. She's like, oh, thanks. I said, no, just don't like get crazy today. And what she do? 33-10. and 10. Tremendous ball player. Tremendous ball player. So well, uh, Let me ask you this, too, is that – is there a lot of talk about the fact the St. Thomas factor in all this? Because yeah, these make, regular season games are huge. The regular season games, they'll make the tournament, but they can't – if they win the tournament, they can't represent. Right. You know? so, so they can't get into the, the tournament. This is a big deal, right? I mean, it is a big all deal. All these games are crucial. It, Not that they aren't usually, but because you want to get good position and seating, but – we know what it means, you know, as far as getting in. It's it's large, and and yeah, St. Thomas can still be a wrench into everybody's program oh, for, sure. uh, for the next couple of years, and even in the tournament, can throw a wrench into that. But then, obviously, uh, aren't qualifying yet for the NCAA, the major, uh, the the automatic qualifier, I guess, is what I'm saying on that. But yeah, it, it yeah, that summit tournament, get your tickets. All right, lock into the radio oh, broadcast. Uh, the men, <laughs> flip a coin. Flip a coin. South Dakota's men at the bottom of the Summit League, and they took South Dakota State to the wire yesterday. Yeah, that's in, just dead, right? In Brookings. So if you think it, well, South Dakota, you know, don't even think about it. It's, it is truly the cliche of any given night. Women's side, eh, I, think, I think the girls in Brookings have a pretty firm hold at the top, but the NDSUs and Oral Roberts, that kind of St. Thomas in the upper echelon, then that mid-range, you're going to see some 3-6 matchups, you know, Two sevens, we'll see, but the, the three, six, four, five could throw a wrench in it. Uh, the one's a juggernaut. <laughs> that, that's the bracket. Yep. If you're not one, it's not the bracket you want to be that's in. That's true. Until the end. So that's it. Uh, the Dragon men uh, get a win of the road. Dragon women fall. Copper men fall over the weekend. And then the Coppers are in action tonight at St. Monday Ben's. night affair. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. I think it's a busy week. The one you want to probably uh, check out. Wednesday night, certainly the women's game because the it's Gustavus Adolphus and those uh, and the and the carburetors are boom right there near the top at one two. So it's all good uh, to get involved in the program two three seven thirty seven sixty seven or triple eight four five eight six nine two six. Lots to get to. I think Doc Phil is back today to dive into the round table. Nice, he's back on uh, North American soil. I think he's back in the country, right. and it's Super Bowl hard to week. know with him sometimes. It's Super Bowl week. So, you know, we'll, Derek and I will break a little bit of this down. We'll, we'll throw some uh, questions at you uh, regarding, I guess, uh, that this week. We'll break down the game. There's been some things. Sean Mannion now is a quarter is a like working with the Packers. Did you see that? Uh, Jared, yeah, he's not going to quarterback. He's going to like be a like coach. A, like a quality. Good for him. Kind of be around. Right. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, come off that. Uh, list and, and be possibly a factor for Kansas City. So there, Oh, really? I yeah, did not know that. Yeah, there's some news. That, that oh, is, I always liked him. I liked him with the Vikings. Yeah. So he can come off the uh, the injury. You know, they put him on the list, and but then you can bring him back and put him on the roster and have him work out and play in Super Bowl 50. And I hope he gets a touchdown since he gave away one last year. Remember yeah. that? He slid down to win the game. He didn't, oh. he didn't yeah. go, remember that? It's yeah. Like, he didn't score in the Super Bowl. He slid to win the game. I, that's to me. That's just like a heady player. I loved him and Latavius Murray, kind of that one-two punch. And right, you know, 2017 when Delvin Cook got hurt. I thought, you know, that was. I've always liked him. Yeah. Uh, so we're coming from our Gunnerson Jewelers studio. Gunnerson's OMG. By the, uh, uh, you know, it's it's Valentine's Day coming up around. It there. is. You know, so it hurt hard to, to believe. Pop into Gunnerson's and say, yeah. Like to make her a day or his day, but make her a day. I'm gonna get that. Um, what do I think I was gonna throw at uh, today? And I, it'll come to me. Let's go to the phone. Well, there's, line. A, there's plenty. I, 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 my, my well, sheet. I'm guessing our first caller here since he's been working Fridays. Oh, there's no, probably, there's probably some. Is this a Monday Paul call? Well, I would say that uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, twins activity that he's curious about. They sign a big player. That That's I, what I was going to. Carlos Santana. Thank you, Derek, yeah. for bringing that up. Carlos Santana. You said about Carlos Santana, Paul. Hello, Paul. I signed it last night. Now, here's my I got three things to say now. Uh, oh, number wow. one, how about them Timberwolves last night? That was. Yeah, they had to make up for uh, Friday night's debacle, but yeah, go ahead. They look great, Paul. They look fantastic. Plus, the Twins games will be back on Dallas Sports North for 2024. Which is, which is nice, so you don't have to keep asking me every day, three times a day. Yes. <laughs> and, plus, here's my, and I have four for, for 
Oh great. my! Four Three, there. Third one. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the 49ers, forty-two to fourteen. Yeah, he always picks blowouts. Have you noticed he does. that? He, there's never been a tight game. Oh. And number four, you and Jack Michael should broadcast from Culver's on Thirteenth Avenue, where I work. Well, maybe I, we'll try to work that out sometime, Paul. Well, I yeah. like that idea. Yeah, exactly. Put me by the custard, Derek. Yeah. Put me by that. And I'll tell you another thing, uh, Paul, because where your where your job is, you have tremendous crinkle fries. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big big fan. And I'll see you tomorrow, also, Derek. All right, sounds good, buddy. Thanks, Paul, for the call. He had four things today. Yeah. Uh, Derek, he rattled them off pretty well. Derek doesn't uh, say this often, but, but uh, you're a special person in, in Paul's life. Oh, yeah. We, we're good friends. And, and he and, and yeah. yours. Yeah. So, yeah, I bring him to work once in a while. And, yeah, he for, for Paul, he's very excited that this ballet thing is concerned. And, you know, I think for this year, because they didn't have everything settled, I hope that they get this year done and everything goes off the hitch. And then whatever they decide to do, they do it and get it together, you know. Weren't you a little surprised that they didn't take it in-house and do something knowing the situation was? Maybe they wanted to recoup their money first, you know, some of their money, and then well, get through this year and then, you know, start their own operation next year. Something's got to be done. And don't, and Rob Manfred's got to get control of the situation because the, the TV part of Major League Baseball in general is a mess right now. If you ever wanted to, if you're a college student or a high school student right now and you really want to get into to something, uh, law is always good. <laughs> yeah, law's good. Uh, the ability—if you love sports and law, you know you can utilize that from an agency perspective and represent, or you can dive inside the layers of deals that are done by professional right. teams, Derek, and their and their distribution partners, and the monies that are involved in that. It is a fabric of, whew, and when it goes south or goes awry, oh. That's why lawyer is a, a, oh, a representing uh, organizations like that, and yeah, is a pretty good guy, pretty good job. I would say so, but I think it's a relief to a lot of people. They know what they're at. I think for a lot of people who have different type of streaming services, they're almost kind of upset. I think they're hoping that it would be exclusively yeah. on something, but it seems like it's going to be kind of status quo. That's right. Whatever you had last year, which is fine for people like you and I. But the, it's- the kiss model when uh, that that many of us employ in sport or uh-huh. in broadcast or whatever we do the keep it simple stupid the kiss model works pretty well for many things but in technology and where we find, it's not the kiss model we've been we've been asking fans i think a lot of times to search where to find who's it on i don't have that oh i need to purchase that i don't have the I'm monthly pay and we've done this to fans because of course you have the product is is split and the product is distributed very you know, distributed right. differently by different ownership groups. Might have a primary, but have the yeah. So it's, it's I feel for fans, and I feel for elderly folks that that uh, are used to consistency. Where do I find that? You know, my mom's a great example. You know, she'll be ninety-two. Spry numbers are great. Derek just had another checkup. God bless her heart. You know, and and she'll sit. And listen to radio, listen to us and the fan. Well, listen to her boy. You know, she listens, she likes to listen to sports, likes to watch her Spurs a little bit, but likes to watch her Clay yeah. Thompson with the Warriors. But where I feel so terrible sometimes, it's like, where do I find this son? Well, I'm right, like, well, exactly. I, I mean, it's you probably don't get it on yours because it's not there anymore. But if you did, but you don't have that subscription, so I'll, I'll let you know the score of what happened. You know, that's a terrible conversation, Derek, because she wants to take it. But that's where we are, Derek, and well, that's why I'm glad that that, that, that Valley's thing is hopefully cleared up. For you're 100% people. right, and it also goes back to the 70s when you could see the NFL is starting to creep up to beating Major League Baseball as far as being the number one sport in the country, right? It's because what did Pete Rozelle do? To your point, keep it simple, stupid. We're going to get these games. We're not regionalizing them anymore. They're going to be on national TV. Now, regionalize them as far as on networks. Sure. But there was a time where the Vikings, much like you know, preseason games, they would have their rights to it, right? And they would just, you know, and you had their hometown yep. TV announcers. Well, he says, no, we're taking national. And this is how they became a billion-dollar industry. And why? Because you knew, you know, I would say in the 80s was when it was really started, you had games at noon and 3 o'clock and Monday Night Football. That's it. You didn't have Sunday Night Football yet until ESPN brought yeah, brought it to yep, the table yep, in the yep, late the 80s. Two on Sunday and the one on Monday night. Yep. And that was good. And that's what and that's why the Peacock thing got so controversial. It's like, why? Why are we 
Why are we over making this more complicated? The Amazon Think Thursday. And I think that's kind of what the concern is, but I think there's such a 800-pound gorilla now they can't mess it up. Yeah, so uh, so, yeah, with all that, and and you always have it, of course, on on radio. Radio for free. And no cost to you. Text at 35270. I was, I, was, I was wrestling with a couple of uh, uh, questions today on the, the program, and it has nothing to do with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman announcing their separation on this date, 2001. Oh, man. I had no idea. Yeah, I know. That was, that was 23 that years ago. took you back for <laughs> – took, took When back. did she meet Keith Urban then? It took you back for a while. You know, I, well, I'm not – maybe during that time. I don't uh, know. Who knows? Um, and I was going to go to sport. But I will save the Super Bowl questions for maybe Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe a little bit later. Um, but here, and I don't know why we got into this this morning on our sister station, KFGO. And it had to do with Jack Nicholson. Hmm. Still can't remember how I got into it, but uh, like many things. The Derek, Golden Bear. Right. How many, uh, Jack Nick, not Nicholas, Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, Jack Nicholson. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. And this is, yeah, yeah. Not Jack, Jack Nicholson. Jack, okay. Jack Nicholson. I'm trying to get, yeah, that always confuses me. The actor. Me, the actor. Yes, the actor. As good as it gets, as yes. Good, well, so here, can I ask a question that uh, we're not going to get the same three responses? Because we did this a little bit last week, Friday, and last week, Tuesday. And normally I said, normally we do sports and Derek's right. Not really. Sometimes we just do for good interactive. It's almost like priming the pump of the the text club at three five two seven L. And the only reason that I'm gonna I'm gonna ditch my Super Bowl questions for tomorrow and so on and so forth is because we had multiple responses on our test question. And it had to do with Jack Nicholson, the actor. Yes. Three You can't handle the truth. His three Greatest lines in any of the movies that he said. Oh, gee, I gave one away, and I didn't <laughs> you even probably did. I didn't even try. I and just... I think it's a top three. Three greatest phrases oh, said by Jack Nicholson in any of his movies he's done. I, I imagine what you just said. Probably number one. Oh, what's up there? Um, you can't handle the. I eat breakfast three hundred yards. Yeah, we had plenty okay. in that movie. So it's about Jack Nicholson. It's not his birthday. It's uh, a. <laughs> I don't know. I imagine he's front row of a Lakers game in the past weekend, but it, it really just got into question. The only reason I bring it to our the show today is because we had so many responses, and I guarantee you, and I gave away thirteen thousand points for all accepted ones, Derek. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, top three lines. Said by Jack Nicholson in any of his movies. Rank them. Oh, my one, heavens. two, and three. Lots to get to, as I said. Uh, when we 12-23, when we come back, there's something that's been kind of floating around. I see it on Twitter. And I heard on the montage. I heard my call when I when I phrased the word Bush League. Um, I'll get into that next. It was on the ending of the NDSU-UND basketball game. I have a, I have a firm feeling uh, in my soul about, and I'll back up the comments I said to end that game as a broadcaster. And I've, and I need to, I hopefully put my resume on. I've called over 4,000 some games in various sports across the, uh, rarely as I, have I seen something like that. Um, but we will discuss that. And that's, I guess, enough of a vague tease. We come back, Doc Phil, I believe around the corner. It's a Monday edition, Jack Michael show on 740 The Fan. Attention farmers, increase your revenue. You. Doctor. Doctor. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, Doc? 740 The Fan. KNFL. I'm submitting KNFL 740 The Fan. I'm submitting this one for my question. Uh, Derek, I, I shouldn't ask it if I don't have a response to it. So my text up question today, top three phrases uttered by Jack Nicholson in all of his movies. Rank them. I am, um, to one you said, I think that's that's good. I don't think this is a top three, but I wish it were. Movie, as good as it gets. Line, sell crazy someplace else. That's just what I was going to say. We're all stocked up here. It's perfect. <laughs> is, is, is it a, I, I wish yeah. it would be a top three. We're probably going to get more on that, but I... Well, it's a drop that the folks at the fan use quite a bit on the fan. Oh, they do, they yeah. do do that, yeah. don't they? Yeah. It, it, it truly is a, a great line. Why can't we just have a normal boyfriend? Boyfriend? Helen Hunt, great uh, great movie on that. Uh, good to have you on board of the Monday edition. Doc Phil joining, and I, I guess I'll bring Doc into this as well. He's back on native soil. 
after flying across the world and and, and the the hockey and I'm glad he's back safe and sound and and uh, and hitting the local. So how you doing, Doc? I'm doing good, Jack. Thank you. Thank I'm you very much. Glad to have you back. I want to put this out because I tease when they're heading into the break, <laughs> and I'm, I'll try not to be long on this. It's just my thought, my opinion. Uh, many games brought, and I get it. There's history in programs. Uh, and I see on, on Twitter, some of the other X, I guess, is coming out and people wondering and whatever. Um, end of the NDSU UND women's game. Uh, North Dakota State is up by 16 points. Tr- played a tremendous game. I, I don't think I need to comment on them anymore, Derek. I certainly have. It's a great team, great oh, yeah. club. L. Evans, one of my favorite players. She's 6'3", probably playing below the uh, level at which she could play at. Uh, she is that good. Uh, Heaven Hamling, outstanding. They got good balance. Uh, you know, it's a good team. They're going to compete for a Summit League title. UND, you know, young, but feisty, tried to battle. In that game, North Dakota State ballooned an 18 point lead. And you thought, uh oh, here we go. And then North Dakota comes back. Good fight, girls. They came back, whittled that thing down to, you know, five, four, two. You know, second half starts. North Dakota State balloons a leading in double figures. And UND comes back within six, within five. And then at the end, North Dakota State just making plays, getting rebounds, hitting shots. They shoot it well, three. Evans is 33. Tremendous night. Day, 10 rebounds. Hamling, 19. Barovich goes off for 27 uh, for UND. Dishes out seven assists. Kara Pemberton, young player, freshman, British Columbia. 20 points of the game, eight rebounds. All good. Uh, but North Dakota State, clearly a very solid team. But up 16, UND just missed two free throws. Uh, now the game is over, 10, 9, 8, 7. And as a broadcast, you're going, I'll do it today. And I, as you heard me, what a game for North Dakota State. Walking in here, six, five, whistle sounds. Hmm, what's going on? Jory Collins calls a timeout. They call timeout to recognize a senior in her last game on the road against UND? No. Did he call a timeout because there was an injury? Called timeout for just a quick substitution? No. Called timeout without question. There's got to be some reason, other reason. Well, he did. He called a timeout because he's going to dig that in a little bit, right? Now, I understand the history. Last year, Doc, Coach Mal, Mallory Bernhardt, for the first time in eight tries, <laughs> beat North Dakota State at the Betty. She, too, called a timeout late in the game. Late in the game. Not with five, but not far away. But... Called a timeout to what? Recognize some of the girls that were in there. Been been two recruiting classes since basically they had beaten North Dakota State. And at home in the Betty, called the timeout to to recognize a girl. Let let some of the upperclassmen there uh, feel that, get their round of applause, and then boom, let's get back to live action. What was done Saturday to me had nothing to do with that. It was about a, a revenge. It was about you did, watch me, I'm going to do it. It just seemed... I use the words Bush League. If it were baseball, I'll guarantee you where the next pitch would have been. Um, that kind of stuff, Doc. So I said my piece in that, and people are going, you know, chiming in and go, Jack, well, how long did they press? Not even the question. <laughs> they had capitulated, I think, a, a possession or two before North Dakota did. Uh, so to me, I understand the question. I just don't think it's relevant in this apples and orange scenario on that, Doc. And, and so just, you know, what's the proper way to end the game? Well, it doesn't matter. The timeout was called for a clear reason, and that is just to dig that in a little bit at the end of a game. And you know what it did to me, Doc, and I'll get off my little editorial here. Here's why it hit me over the uh, on Saturday night, still had it in my brain, Sunday still in my brain. Even kind of prayed a little bit about it to say, do I even bring it up? And it still was in me. And I, here's why. Because the team played so well. North Dakota State played so well. They won that game on the road. They are a fantastic club. Individual performances were tremendous. They knew they were going to get a couple of battles with North Dakota. They knew UND wasn't going to go away, and they separated. They won the game, and then with five seconds, it didn't become about them anymore, and it became about the coach and this revengeful little watch me what I'm going to do, and it took away from the players, and that's the bottom line, Phil. That's why I was still wearing it for 48 hours. Peace set. Done. Okay. That's, that's where I'm going to stand on it. Uh, Lee Homerson, my mentor in broadcasting, I always said, look, as a broadcaster, it's about the players. And, yeah, we get hyped, but I get hyped for the players. You, you, send, you get highlights for the players. And Johnson, shot good. It's about Johnson. Hanson spins when I shot good. It's about Hanson. It's not about it. It's about the players. And what you did, Jory, is you took it away from the players 
and you brought it somewhere else with five seconds. I guess the analogy I would use in high school as a sophomore, and we were getting, you know, cremated by one of our Heart of Lakes uh, opponents. So I I got to go out there as a sophomore, you okay. know, and we were about ready to score, and it was a shutout. Hmm? And the coach for the other team, I won't mention the coach or the okay, because he called to apologize later to the head co- our head coach. Sure, but I looked up. All of a sudden, there's a very large senior in front of me, and <laughs> oh. they're going to keep us out of the end zone. Oh, sure. If that makes, if I don't know if yep. that's a good analogy or not. Yep. not so then the bit, whole yeah. game be, didn't become about that team that it was going to go on that, yes. and face oh, Manoman in the playoffs, the first round. It yeah. became about the fact that. You're petty enough to, you know, yes. 36 to 6 would have been embarrassing for you. And you, you had to have it 36 to nothing. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, we kind of have those things. Yeah. Where the no, goose it's a good analogy yeah. because it, it, it didn't really become about the whole. Right. It became about this little thing. The moment. Yeah, yeah the, the moment. So anyway, Doc, sorry to take some of your time. How are you doing, Doc? Good. Yeah. Um, dig out the Webster's Dictionary and look up the word class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, and that was, sounds like that was a real classless move. Yeah, and it, that was a so, word when I was driving back. I said that was a word that came to me. Um, yeah. it, it just uh, it and and because you know the old uh, well they did it, you know they did it, you know eh, different. It just again, well, well, make, make, you know it seemed like it was for a different reason yeah. and. You know, and, and you know what? What goes around comes around. And that's just um, it. It's karma. It's 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 it. And I don't wish ill. Certainly don't. No, I'm gonna lie to you no. if I didn't think. And part of because I'm human, going, pff, you know. And 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 the assistant coaches, you know, looking over, and it was blatant. You know, <laughs> obviously blatant. Yeah. And nobody's trying to hide anything. <laughs> Why that timeout was called? Let me just say that nobody's trying to hide anything. And I and I, I respect I, and let, let go back with the with the coaches on that. Without question, I. You know, I just I was just looking, going, really, golly, really, you know. You so know, that's just my. When he removed himself from the heat of the moment, things cooled down on the drive home. He realized maybe that probably wasn't the right thing to do, mm-hmm. and and hopefully he made a phone call. Oh. Um, if not, I suspect his boss may have made a phone call to him and asked him what that was all about. But, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, you know, you're right, Jack. I mean, you, you you don't take away the players. I mean, it's, no. you know, the game is not about the coaching staff. You know, the coaching staff will get enough accolades if the team plays well. Sure. Leave it alone. Okay. Sure. Fine. Fun. You're going to settle some That's score fun. on that. Yeah, it, it, it just immediately takes, it took away, it, it you know, and I'm sure a lot of fans were, were walking away going, man, alive, they played well, put 101 points in them. Maybe that was that. But I'll guarantee you, yeah. a lot of them left that going, that timeout. Yeah. What was that about? You know, yeah. and right that right. as long as one person says that, in my opinion, you've de- you've taken away from your team's performance because they yeah. the they are the ones that should be put up. That's what you yeah. should be talking about. You're talking about L. Evans, thirty three points and ten rebounds, and having Hamling and hitting big threes and bench play and and all of that on the road in a hostile environment, twenty nine hundred sellout at the Betty, the great environment, like the men's yeah. game was. By the way, <laughs> like the men's game right. was. It was a tremendous basketball game. It had the feeling of Woody Hayes when he was beating Michigan by a lot and. He went for two at the end of the game. They said, "Why'd you go for two? Because I couldn't go for three. Yeah, <laughs> right. the old, uh, the old. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but that I guess if there's any silver lining on this, I don't think it'll ever get back to Gene and Amy. But no, and we, those two, we got a little bit of this going on yeah, right if now. That, yeah, I'm sure there's that's something fun. There. And those two, I don't know if Gene or Amy would have. I've been in the middle of both, by the way. Oh, I think <laughs> they would have. I, I think maybe because it was pretty, it was pretty fierce. But there was a. I think there still was a degree, a degree or ounce of, but maybe I don't know. I was I was I was NDSU broadcaster on that, you know, infiltrating the UND camp back in those days with with Amy, and then I've seen both sides. Of it. But oh yeah, that was truly a. Uh, whew. Well, I think the biggest thing, and you know this, Phil, when you talk to the kids who back in back in the Division Two days, you talk to the kids who were recruited by both. Oh my heavens, the stories that they told—they're like. <laughs> My goodness! I mean, it was war. I mean, there's just no getting around it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really was. It, those were those were the days too. I mean, when you filled the old Hislop Arena, and it was hot. It was noisy. There was no air moving around. There were all the oh, and the guys would sit behind the visiting bench and just torment them all night long. I mean, it was it was a battle, definitely. 
But, you know, Jack, tell me about the handshake line. What happened there? Anything? Well, did the coaches shake? Did yeah, they... they did. And, Derek, I don't know if you can pull up um, um, uh, sports cuts there or whatever. I've got, if you want to hear Mel's response. Um, it, it, it just down to etiquette and, you know, and proper etiquette. And, it, it, you know, the right way to do stuff in the wrong way, and it sounds like this got out of hand. Yeah, it did. And I, and I know. And, and to, to, to Coach Mel, um, you know, she's told me, look, obviously, I don't know if it was right for me last year to do it, but here's why I did it. It's because right. I wanted to, you know, we hadn't beaten them in eight years, eight tries. And I wanted to hide, I wanted our kid to experience that at home and just get a round of yeah. applause there and take some of my leaders out. So I get that. I understand that. I, I do. I really do. And and uh, what, what I saw didn't take away from the, the game. It highlighted the players. And I keep going back to that, Phil. It highlights the players. If you're a parent that's screaming at a J.O. volleyball tournament and it becomes about you screaming, it's not. Get out of here. It's about the play. What are you you're ruining it for the kid? You know what I'm saying? It's still about the players. I don't care what level it is. And that takes it, uh, that takes it kind of away. Here's To your question, Doc, here's what Mal had to say to me right away. By the way, I'm eight seconds removed from the interchange, the interaction between Mal and Jory Collins. Oh, no, I know exactly why it is, um, and, and I made sure to remind him. I'll, I'll be honest. Here, here's what it is, Jack. Last year, um, we got our first win against NDSU in probably eight tries, um, and and I took one. I, I took one, and it was probably with a little bit more time left. Sure. And so that was his way of giving a jab back to me. Okay. So there's your answer. Yeah. Nope. So, there it is. <laughs> And now we move on. And I'm sure someone say, well, I'll beat them in their place. Well, again, yeah, okay, whatever. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> to me, it's still about the act of calling that takes away from the players. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Exactly. That's it to me. That's exactly. Well, it's going to make it a lot of fun at the Shield Center here in about a month. Yeah, well, that'll be the 24th, by the oh, way. And the ladies yeah. are going the night camp at 4, the men uh, before that. So that that's all good. Uh, Doc Bradbury got his 200th and, and quick to, to – uh, push that over to have had great coaches. It's those that came before. And I'm sincere, I think, and that certainly in doing that. And uh, it's, uh, it's a weekend off in the upcoming weekend for North Dakota. Then they go to CC, diving deep into this thing, and he wants to win a Penrose Cup, wants to, wants to raise a banner and all of that stuff, Doc. And, and they seem to be on the right path. And dare I say, Derek and Doc, maybe dodged a little one Friday night at a little more – Smaller confine there in Oxford in Ohio uh, to get that win, but two uh, hundred's a good number, uh, Doc, for a coach. Absolutely, and, and Oxford is a tough place to play. You gotta you gotta charter in, you gotta bus over. I mean, it's it's it, it is a definite road trip, and and the the confines are small. Uh, they're very intimate. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of noise. And don't take anything away from Miami. They they can play. They've got some players. It's just they're not quite. You know the roster isn't full of enough of them yet, but but they are a team you don't want to play. Um, I think didn't they beat Western Michigan or somebody here recently? I mean somebody that was ranked uh, on that Friday night game as well. So you know the the NCHC you go from top to bottom it's still a pretty darn good league even if, even if you're at the bottom. Uh, and Colorado College has proven that, and now look where they're at. I mean they're elevated to the point now where they're middle of the pack heading for the top. So. Um, there's no night off in the NCHC, not at all, even in uh, Oxford, Ohio. Um, you better come with your A game, and you better play it uh, 60 minutes. Let me ask you this. In college hockey, NCAA college hockey, um, regarding teams, the usual suspects that we see involved in Frozen Fours and, and, and making their way into regionals and all that stuff, uh, is, it a, is it where the rich stay rich? And if you're not there, your chance of, of winning recruiting battles, building programs, sustaining programs, getting to the top, staying on top. How, what are we talking about, Phil, in your estimation? Is there a split there? You know, I, I think that a little bit. I mean, facilities play play a huge part of it. Sure. But still to get into the culture part, and, and I think that's the most important thing. Um there's a very rich culture in North Dakota, as well as you know Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and those are the marquee teams. And you want to you want to be able to play for them. And you know, and it's hard with some of those those smaller schools. I think to develop that real rich culture, that real pride, um, and and I think that's where they're at a little bit. 
Uh, now, I don't say that, you know, they always get the top players because they don't. But, you know, every player will tell you, you know, they, they feel it when they get to a university or they're taking their visiting trip. They know when they're in the right spot. Um, they just have that feeling. And whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's the facility uh, or not. But I think there's so many intangibles with that when you start looking at it. You know, you know, what are the other players like? Uh, am I going to fit in? Am I going to have a spot? Am I going to play? What's my... What's the school like? You know, do do I is there good academics if I'm interested in that? Is the facility really good? Is it you know where are we going to live? What's that? So I mean, there's there's a lot of things involved in that, Jack. You know, just say one thing, but I think that there is um, there's that culture that they always talk about that that once you show up, do you feel it? You know, do you feel like you could be a part of this? And then they've got it going in the right direction. They're real positive. They they, they know what they're doing. They've got good direction. And, and I think the kids look at that a lot because, yeah. quite frankly, let's, let's admit it. You know, a lot of those kids are there for a year or two at the most. And that's what I was you getting know, at. They're, yeah. they're going pro. You, you nailed it. And Derek, you brought up collegiate basketball last week on the show, and we were talking about, you know, it, you know back in the day, we could name a lot of guys and a lot right. of different college teams. Now we know Caitlin Clark and maybe the big kid from Purdue. Right. I can't remember his first. I can't Zach remember his Eady, name right now. Zach Eady at seven yeah. four plays for right. Purdue, and Caitlin Clark shoots from the logo. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we right. know. Uh, but he's right, and that's and, and Derek. To me, I guess maybe it's an odd way of saying, hey, where do you go if you're Miami of Ohio? You know, obviously they they compete. You know, they were last place. You know, a year ago, they're they're bottom of the NCHC this year. But there's no guarantees because what Doc said, Derek. You know, U and D. You don't know who might come back. You know, one year they said, you know, we're all coming back because we're going to make a push to try to raise a banner, uh, you know, so a lot of guys that could have got off into their NHL careers but came back, but some don't, and there's a lot of fluctuation. Well, let's look yeah. at all college sports right now. This year with Michigan winning the national championship is the first time in over a decade that someone within a radius between Clemson, Alabama, I, I saw that, you know, LSU, you know, it's all in the southeast. It was all ACC or SEC, SEC? up until that point. I don't know if you saw that meme or not, Dr. Phil, but I mean, it was from LSU to Clemson. It was just a big circle. So I just think there is, there's going to be with NIL, whatever. I mean, if the University of Washington on a beautiful campus in Seattle can't keep their coach because he's going to Alabama, I'm sorry. This is just where it is. You, you're going to have your six teams or whatever. And as far as North Dakota is concerned with that, you know, the palace up in the prairie there. Yeah. I I don't know if they use this at all because I remember Zach Parisi way back when because he was getting the full court press from the University of Minnesota, not to mention Glenn Sommore and Lou Nanny and all these guys, and he looked up and looked around and he goes, this is where I want to go to school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, right. and and that's, you know, there's something where the kid wants to go, the, the facilities, all that, their tradition, all that, that matters. Yeah, and and, and you get that feel, and and I know it because I was there. I've been there. Jackie, been there. Yep. You get that feel you're on that campus, and you're talking with the players, and you're talking with some of the coaches. It just, it just goes, okay, this is it. This is where I need to be. And, and you just can't really explain it, but it's just that's how it is. And UND was a little different for me because I always wanted to go into PT school, and they had one, and NDSU didn't. Um, sure. You know, Minnesota, they didn't offer me anything other than, you know, come on down and give me a walk-on. And I oh, yeah, but I can go up here, and they will help pay for my school. So that was kind of a no-brainer. Right. Uh, you know, so, I mean, and, and, and so there's some of those things, too. I mean, the financial implications. But, I mean, most of those most of those high-level kids are usually getting a full ride anyway, so that's not that's immaterial. Yeah. But, you know, not NIL and all that other stuff. It's a whole different ball game. You know, it's like, you know, I, I was talking with a couple of coaches, and I said, you know, so when you're recruiting this, you know what? What do they ask you first? You know what they ask them first? What's my NIL going to be? Yeah. Who was you I know, just and, talking and, to? Yeah. That, that I was just talking. Oh, there we go. People are I was just talking to a person who is in the cities that oversees and, and keeps a look on maybe some AAU teams and, and, and uh, girls basketball and literally said the same thing. We just had the same conversation, Doc. Yeah, yep. you're spot on. What can I get? Yeah, I mean, what can I get? You know, and it's not like, wow, you know, what do you have for this, like in academics or, or what, 
what do what's the facility like and you know and what how much time do we get and you know how much ice time where what times practice you know what no it 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 has nothing to do with that um, they could probably you know care less in some respects they just want to know what the NIL's going to be and i don't want to paint this with one big brush obviously not oh, no. you know obviously not every athlete that's going there is is that and maybe it's We're a talking yeah smaller the elite level. right elite level but you know what it ended up to, and, and uh, Derek helped me out with the movie Blue Streak, maybe Blue Chips, Blue Chips, yeah. Blue Chips, Blue Chips, uh, yeah. with uh, with Nick Nolte. I think yep. it was a basketball coach. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. I I was saying to this gentleman over the weekend at the Betty Fair, and I said that movie was really ahead of its time. Well, mm-hmm. right? Because remember, it was the, the the French Lick Indiana a kid and the farm boy. Well, it was ahead of its and, time. And, and but can, can I get a tractor? But I, can I get I think, this from my mom? You know that kind of stuff. That that was the, in the yeah. movie. I wouldn't say it was ahead yeah. of time. I think it was exposing what was already going on. Or maybe it was on, and they just yeah. Highly, yeah, you're right. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Go watch the thirty for thirty on SMU, and and first thing I thought when I watched that is, well, the whole Southwest Conference should have been given the death penalty the way that thing went down. <laughs> SMU was just yeah. a patsy. You're right, and that, that movie deal. came out. I want to say in the middle '90s, and and this stuff was going well, on before. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just put it. Let's just put it out there. I mean, let's just be honest. The NIL has been going on for an awful long time. Right. Now it's <laughs> That's right. Now it's Very good way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. It, yeah. It is. But yeah. Back to my original point. With that said, those that find themselves consistently, uh, maybe not at the top of a particular conference in a particular sport. How, how do you slingshot, you know? And in and, and the sport of hockey, yeah. seems like if you're not consistently up there and you're getting knocked around, it's... But it's, is it different than any other college sport is what I'm asking. Huh. I mean, it's FCS is what? It's been North Dakota State and South Dakota State. A lot State. of usual suspects. Yeah, I mean, NCAA, it's... I mean, as far as the FBS, it seems to be the same yeah. five people every time. So I, I just don't know if it's that different or... You know, the NCAA tournament, Butler was an anomaly, right? Yeah. I mean, so I just don't know if it really matters. That we, I think we got the top. Are you telling me my college of Charleston bottle cap on my NCAA tournament is not going to win me thousands of dollars? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd get, that was a promotion. I don't know if it was Pepsi or Coke, but I think. It was Pepsi. Pepsi, but... yeah. One of those where you twisted the bottle off and there was a college under your cap, and that was your. If they won the national tournament, you got something. Right. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I just. No, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting question. And, and you know, and, and let's just face it, unfortunately, a lot of the things that are involved today in this day and age is all about money, you know, and then, and, and who talks the loudest with it. And, you know, that sometimes is, is, is where things happen. But, but I think there is a, a, a more humanistic approach, too. I mean, the kids will tell you they have the, they have that feeling when they get on that campus, like, this is where I need to be. And, you know, so there's some of that, you know, and, and then you start negotiating the NIL and all that other stuff that goes along with it. But, but it's, you know, it's interesting. And, and, and I think that, you know, I don't know where this NIL thing's going to go, but I, I don't disagree with Mr. Saban. I think that it has kind of poisoned the well here a little bit, but in that regard, it's been around for a long time and now it's legal. You know, and it's like, okay, how do you rein it in if you need to? Because it's out there now; it's a monster. And and how do you control it better? Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. But um, I still love college sports. I love the the passion. I love the enthusiasm. Um, I love the unpredictability because of that. And um, so I'll always be a college fan. The uh, uh, doc, we won't talk. By the next time we talk to you, the Super Bowl but come and gone. Are you a, a Super Bowl family? I uh, chips and dip and bring as many people over and host a party and roast a pig and and put little prop things together and <laughs> watch the commercials, hang out for halftime. Or are you like, eh, just Super Bowl? It's kind of a chips and dip thing. Yeah. We usually we usually go over to the son-in-law and daughter. Yeah. And I am, I am from days gone by. I'm a Chiefs fan. I always have been. Grew up in Sioux City, Iowa. Lynn Dawson, Otis Taylor, oh, yeah. Ed Podol, you know, Mike Garrett. 
Yeah. The whole, the whole thing. Yeah. I hope. Uh, we- so we'll, we'll we'll see. I think it'll be a great game. You know, and I think it's got the potential to be one. Um, but you never know. Sometimes you know some of those lay an egg, but. I don't think these two will. I think this will be pretty good. Yep, I think so, too. Uh, good stuff. Good chat today on a roundtable uh, with Dr. Phil every Monday here on the Jack Michaels Show. Doc, have yourself a good week. Enjoy those chips and dip, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll touch base on Monday. Thanks, Doc. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Dr. Phil Johnson joining us. Jack Michaels Show, 740 The Fan, KNFL. Common Man coming up around the corner. More after this on The Fan. Super Bowl Sunday be heard on the fan and on 790 KFGO. Yeah. So the coverage begins at 1 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> game's not until 530. So it's, it's, you can fill those hours, trust me, and they do. Uh, the national scene, they really do. They, they fill it up with content, and I'm sure a lot of people will be driving around, giving up, uh, picking up their deviled eggs. Did you ever think that uh, else? yesterday when you watch much of the Grammys, I, you think CBS wishes that Travis Kelsey didn't have to get ready for the Super Bowl? Because they'd have been like, all over those. Oh, two, it would have right? been. A, it would have been a, the most talked about couple in the world right now. I didn't. I know some of those programs lean a little bit. Uh, not to make a political lean to a side that I uh, could do without. But here's what I here's what I'm sad I missed. Huge Tracy Chapman fan. Oh yeah, huge, huge Tracy Chapman. Songwriting, voice. Loved it when it came out. When Fast Car came out, you know, what, 80, I don't even know, 80, 84, 5, 6. Yeah, a little bit later than that, but yeah. 90, I mean, it wasn't yeah. too far late. And it played a lot. They, it was well, that was my rotation. thing. It played they, a they lot. They burned it out they, for me. It, they burned it. They burned it. But it's such a good song to me that uh, that it didn't ruin it for me. And then so so here we are later, and Luke Combs I does, so, covers yeah. it. And I'm thinking, sacrilege. How yeah. dare you cover Fast Car? But then now knowing, and then I, I heard his version going, not a bad version. Why? Because it was his favorite song growing up. Mm-hmm. And now those two got on stage. So Derek, And he made I, it its own. It yeah. made it its own, and then those two got on stage apparently. I missed it. I didn't see it. Just saw cuts oh, of I'm it. I'm guessing you'll be able to find it, yeah. Yeah, and I I thought, I wish I would have maybe caught a little bit of the uh, the Grams yesterday because I would have seen Tracy Chapman. I've been putting, I've been putting other people on Tracy Chapman for years. Like you, you got to look at what this lady has written and what she's produced, not just Fast Car. Miley Cyrus, I caught, and the only thing I caught of her was a live performance. That was actually pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, all I caught. And then YouTube did a thing from then, the Sphere that they're doing in Vegas. Yeah, that yeah. looks. I just had a friend who went to that. Said it's remarkable. Really good. Yeah. Taylor uh, won a bunch of stuff. She won something. Album of yeah, the year. Billie Eilish won something. Huh? Miley won her first Grammy. So. And Taylor's going to Japan. She's going to Japan. Is she going to make it back on Sunday? Uh, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, jet lag. If, if she is, will there be a cutaway shot? I don't CBS know. CBS is going. Come on, Come super on. couple. You got to be will there. pay you. Yeah. How much will they pay you to get there? We can talk about a Common Man coming up around the corner. It is another week. It is Super Bowl week. Common Man next on 740 The Fan at 107.3 FM. KNFM.